Good evening, hello and welcome. You're listening to People Powered Radio 2XX FM 98.3. The program is Subject ACT and I'm Sophie Singh. It's wonderful to have your company. Angela Fredericks has been spearheading a national campaign to have a family from her local town released from immigration detention and returned to the Biloela community. I spoke with Angela recently to find out how the family is coping and what's happening in their fight to stay in the country. Angela, thanks for coming back onto Subject ACT. It's great to speak with you again. Thanks for having me, Sophie. Angela, Priya, Nadez and their two daughters, four-year-old Kopika and her two-year-old sister Tanika, have now been held in immigration detention in Melbourne for more than one year and three months and they face the very real threat of deportation to Sri Lanka. Angela, the prolonged time that they've been in detention along with the uncertainty of their future must be creating incredible fear and worry for Priya and Nadez and I think unless we're actually in that situation we can't imagine that level of anxiety that they would feel not just for themselves but more critically for their girls. Tell us how are they coping? Oh look very much I think it's one thing for us to sit in comfort and know the anguish you know I, I feel the anguish every day but for them, they've got nothing to occupy themselves. So every day they're waking up and they're languishing. So for them, it's just that constant anxiety and that constant fear of what's going to happen. And for the girls in particular, they are just so worried about their future. What is there to do in the detention centre for Priya and Nadez? How do they spend their days? So... They spend the day pretty much just together as a family. I know there is a gym there, so Nadez does try to go and do something to occupy himself at the gym. But they're very much focused on helping their girls still learn. So often when I dial in, they will be sitting at the table and Kopika's practising her writing and they're always eager to sing me a new song. So they're really trying to keep up their English and very much just trying to do the daily things that we do with our kids. So just helping them play and grow. And try and maintain some semblance of normality in what is not at all a normal situation. Yes. With the girls, what have been the most marked changes that you've noticed in them, both physical and emotional, since they were put in detention? So for Kopika, the four-year-old, it's very much been the shifts in her mood so there's times when I just see her as a very angry little girl which was something that I never witnessed prior to her being taken from Billa Willa she was always such a happy bubbly girl but now I see the anger in her eyes and just the bewilderment of not understanding so every day she's asking you know can we go out can we go somewhere And she's at that age now where she knows that this isn't normal. You know, she knows there's an outside world out there. So for her not to be able to go to the park, not be able to play with friends, I'm really seeing that frustration inside of her. And then for Tarnika, it's probably the lack of exploration in her. So she's actually two this Wednesday. And so for her... 
the things that normal two-year-olds are doing, so getting up to mischief and, you know, struggling to keep them in one spot. Of course. Whereas for her, she hasn't known that freedom, so she's very clingy. I just find her very quiet, which I think is really sad for a two-year-old. And then, of course, there's the physical side of things. So for Tanika, and I think the saddest thing to Priya is every time she smiles, we see the rotten teeth, which has just been a pure result of not getting the adequate vitamins and minerals from the sun and from fruit and veg. So, you know, that's at the point she's going to have surgery in a few weeks' time. So for a two-year-old, you're not usually waiting for surgery. So it's it's just devastating. So the surgery is to correct the deterioration that's occurred in her teeth? Yes. So two of the teeth are actually dead and then others are just open to constant infection. So they all need to be filled to stop infections from happening. Angela, you'd recently lodged a complaint with Victorian Child Protection. Is it that damage that you're seeing, that both physical but also the developmental changes that you're seeing that laid the ground for that complaint? Oh, definitely. I personally have worked quite closely with the Department of Child Safety in, in Queensland and what I'm witnessing is two girls who it comes under neglect, neglect and emotional abuse. And it's that really tricky case because it's actually not the parents in this case who aren't able, aren't willing to care for their children, but they're not able given the conditions that they're in. In those circumstances, given that it's federal law that's detaining them and the Victorian Child Protection obviously has a state focus, what can the Victorian agency do? Look, honestly, I'm not sure how much they can do. We've got very black and white legislation and policy in place and I guess I'm just really eager for those people who write this legislation to remember that it's having an impact on very real alive individuals and so as with all our policies we always need to take a step back and look at what are the consequences on the ground and in this case the consequence is that we have two children, two Australian born children who are being developmentally damaged by our policies. Part of the way to raise that awareness is through official bodies, if you like, such as child protection, speaking out and just shining a spotlight on what that very real impact is. Have you heard back from child protection about the complaint? I haven't heard back as to what has happened. I know that it was being referred on to the investigation and response unit and I'm not sure what's happened from there. Okay. How easy is it for Anades and Priya and the girls to have visitors? Oh, look, it's a very... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Orwellian? Yes, well in process. In terms of having visitors, because it's a family unit, you need to get special permission to visit multiple people and then you have to apply to visit each individual. So the process all up can take two weeks to actually apply. So the problem we face, so even just recently, somebody who's travelling to Melbourne from Billawilla who would have loved to have visit. Unfortunately, because of those time restraints, there actually wasn't enough time for her to put in to visit before she got there. So those sorts of things just make it very difficult. There are some amazing people in Melbourne 
who have embraced our family and who now are very close friends because they do go and visit regularly. But from Queensland, I think that's what really hurts me the most because so much planning has to go into getting a visit and then you're still not guaranteed of being allowed to go in. So it's a very painful process. And must feel even more isolating then for Priya and Nades, who would be desperate to have that that human contact with friends and what has become obviously an extended family in Biloela. Yeah, definitely. Angela, you mentioned that the girls really aren't in any way getting the opportunities to explore, to develop that natural curiosity that kids need as part of their development process. What sort of play are the girls able to involve themselves in? Is there any sort of play area? Is there any outside area that they can go to with grass and trees? Are there any toys? I mean, what's the environment for the girls? Yeah, so they do have access they're, they're in a family compound, so there is a small playground in there. Yeah, it's very much surrounded by cement with yep. little patches of grass, um, nothing like the massive trees that we have here in Villa. There's one other little girl who has been in there with them. She's now 15 months old, so she's a good playmate for Turinica. However, for Copica... You know, at one point there were the kids who had come off Nauru and I saw the joy in her during that time period where she had other kids to play with who were similar ages and then I saw the devastation when they were taken away from her again. At the moment in the family unit there's just Kopika and and Tanika and this little 15-month-old. Yeah, and with her mother. There must be a real sense of loneliness as well for Kopika because, like you say, there's no other kids her age that she can play with. Yeah, and I think this year Kopika was booked in to start kindy here in Billawilla and, you know, I know she's seen photos of her friends going off to kindy with their backpack because, you know, that iconic first day of, of kindy course. photo that we all get. And for her, just the sadness that she knows she's missing out. We did get permission for the family to go to playgroup and unfortunately they were only allowed to go to one before being told they couldn't go anymore. So they went to one session and, oh, I, you know, I've seen photos from Kopika on that day, you know, she was playing with the baby, yeah. you know, the dolls and she had a stethoscope and just the grin on her face and to sort of wave that in front of a yeah. child and then she hasn't been allowed to go again since. And you have to ask, what sort of a threat is posed by allowing a little girl to have the opportunity to play with other kids her age? I mean, what's the mentality that denies that? Oh, I purely can't understand. It leaves me in absolute disbelief, you know, and even like the other guards in that centre who, you know, they've been so wonderful with these girls. I think everybody's feeling that same sort of sense of what are we doing that we're locking up kids like prisoners. Angela, how does it make you feel when you hear, as we often do, from Scott Morrison or the Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton, that there are no kids in detention? What's your reaction to that? Just absolute disbelief. You know, it's one, do they actually believe that? In which case, I know three girls who are in detention, so are they not classed as children? Or is it just that they're blatantly lying? 
that's why for me it's making sure people know that that's yeah. not the truth and raising awareness. And we, we still have a way to go. Angela, can I ask about the legal status? So the High Court recently refused to grant special leave to hear an appeal against the decision from the Federal Court. Can you give us a, a bit of an explanation of what is the legal situation for the family now and whether there are any legal avenues still open to them? So for Nadez, Priya and Kopika, all their legal avenues have been exhausted. So they've gone through all the levels of the court process. For Tanika, she actually hasn't had her own claims heard at all. So since her birth, there has been a bar in place which pretty much prevents her from being allowed to get her claim of asylum heard. So we're currently waiting, asking the minister to lift that bar so that she can apply in her own right. However, I guess what it really boils down to is if our system and if our policies are set up where this family, where we know there's significant risks for Tamils in Sri Lanka, we know that this family are needed in our community and the fact that none of that gets heard or looked at, that really shows that there is something wrong with our process of looking at refugee rights and their asylum claims. I did see a recent post from the campaign suggesting that there were politicians now speaking up for the family, which is encouraging if that's the case. Do you have any sense of whether David Coleman, the Immigration Minister, is hearing those voices? And not just the voices of politicians who are taking a public stand, but also the thousands and thousands of Australians who are calling on him to act to free the family. So I know that David Coleman, he's definitely aware of this family. It was the eve of the election. We went down and actually delivered our 190,000 strong petition to his office. And I know that even though I didn't speak to Mr Coleman himself, I know that that was all passed on to him. So I know that he's definitely well aware of this case and that's where I really just continue and I'm not above begging, I'm begging him to let this family just come home to Billawilla where we love them, we're going to support them and we want them here. You know, he's got the power under his ministerial powers. Let this family return and get on with their lives here in Billawilla. And how do the people in Billawilla process what's happening? Obviously, the family were part of the community. They were contributing to the community. What's the mood like in Billawilla when you reflect as a community of what's happening to Priya and Nadez and their two little girls? So in the community here, it's really a mixed bag. So I get the people who are just, feeling a real hopelessness and who were just, you know, what can we do? Is there anything else we can do? And then there's the ones who are angry. There's the ones who just can't believe this is happening and who just want their friends back. So it's a real mix up here. And I guess it's that we feel like we're being listened to. We feel like we're being heard, but we're not seeing any change. And I guess that's what is really upsetting us the most. And I think that as a microcosm reflects what's happening across Australia in terms of how people feel about Australia's policy towards refugees and asylum seekers. Yeah, definitely. Angela, can I finish off by asking, 
You mentioned that um, you had 190,000 people uh, signed your petition to free the family and bring them back to Biloela. What's the next step for those many, many thousands of Australians who want to continue to actively support the campaign? What, what can they do? What are you asking people now to do? So at the moment, we are really asking people to build a relationship with their new MPs, whether it's the same one prior to the election or new ones that have come in. And we're asking them to really get their MPs on board, knowing about this family and the little town in Billawilla who just wants their friends back. So we're really asking people to ask their MPs to contact the Minister for Immigration themselves and to throw their support behind our cause. Angela, thank you so much for speaking with us today again on Subject ACT. It's really been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much, Sophie. 